We are in Dafayin Hey Amen Aleph, the second line from the top, the third word from the beginning of the line. We can learn three things that were learned together in the name of Rav. Amrav Zutra Bartubi Amrav. We learn the following. Number one, If a person tightens, he makes taut the thread, uh, the sewing thread on Shabbos. Chayv Chatas. He has to bring a Chatas. In other words, let's say threads became loose of a of a cloth that held that held two pieces together. Uh, and uh, and he tightens the tightens the thread. That's called sewing. He has to bring he has to bring a chatas. If a person learns one thing from a heretic, a person who tries to bring other people to do a vodazara, chayv misa. You can't learn anything from him. Anything he says, you have to you have to you can't learn anything from the guy. Even Torah, nothing. But a person knows how to make the calculations of the movements of the of the of the stars, etc., uh, and he doesn't do it. Also, the that the You can't quote this guy. You can't mention that the guy's a bad guy. We're going to see why. Now, first of all, we we learned in general. We just use the word magosh. We translate it as a person who tries to make other people do a bodazar as a heretic. Amgusha. In general, when the word amgusha is used. Rav and Shmuel. There was an argument between Rav and and, and Shmuel. Chadamar Chashe. Uh, one said that it's a sorcerer, not like we said. But Chadamar Gidupe. One said that it's a heretic, a person who blasphemes Hashem and makes people do a, want, want to do a bodazara. So the Gemara says, "Tis the Rav the Amar Gidupe." You're gonna have to say that it's Rav who held that it's always the person who's the heretic. Why is that? Because we saw the Rav said about this word above. We saw that Rav said. That such a person, you're not allowed to learn anything from them. Now we're going to see in a minute that we can learn from a sorcerer, ironically. Let's, let's conclude that it's Rav who says that the, it really means a person a person who's the heretic, who's the, who's the what takes to do what is our. Why? Because when Mazucha was talking about he said, he said, he says, he says, he, he says, if you learn anything from the Magosh, you're Chayav Misa. The Isaka, now, we, we, we understand what he said. The Isaka died to Charshe. Now, if you think that what it means is a sorcerer, we can see it's not true. Hoxib isn't it written, Lo Tilmad Lassos. You can't learn from, from the, because the, the, the Pasik says, Lo Tilmad Lassos. You can't learn to do these things. I will made the but you can learn about these things in order to understand them and in order to be able to uh, give a ruling. Okay, so for example, I'll know that if a, if, a, if a sorcerer comes and he gives prophecy, I'll know that he's a false prophet. So therefore, I am allowed to learn about these things about the sorcery. My sister's time, indeed, you should make that conclusion. Since Rob said you can't learn from this uh, from this magosh, so it must be that it's not a sorcerer, but rather the heretic or the blasphemer. Omar Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, the heretic person is taking away. Omar Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi, Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Mishum Bar Kapor, Mishum Bar Kapor, Wakara, Kol Yedei Lachash Mitu, Was Mazal Tzin and Choshev. Anybody who can make these calculations of the movements of the stars, and he doesn't do it all because of Omer, the Pasik says about such a person, they won't look at the actions of God, they didn't see the actions of Hashem here, because they don't look at the, at the wonderful things that they recognize God by, by virtue of, of, of understanding the stars. How do we know that it's a mitzvah for a person to calculate the movements of the stars and, and to understand what, what effects they'll have 
have on the earth, on our weather, etc. So you should guard them and do them because this is your because 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 this is your wisdom and your understanding in the eyes of the nations. So what is the wisdom and the understanding in the eyes of the nations? This is the calculation of the of the various uh, uh, movements of the stars, etc. Why? Because we're able to show because uh, um, he's able to show that the way that the stars move testify to what he said. He says how the year is going to be, etc. All these different things he's able to tell what he's able to make to tell us how the how the uh, Earth will be affected by the movements of the stars. Hatzad uh, Svi. If a person, we, we learned in the Mishnah, one of the things that, that was forbidden was hunting the hunting the deer, etc. We learned Hatzad Chilazon. The Chilazon was the was the uh, fish or whatever it is that 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 they used to that they would trap uh, in order to use its blood to make the blue the, the blue dye the trailer. So Hatzad Chilazon. If a person traps a Chilazon, and he squeezes it, he squeezes out the blood from it, and he's only high for one. So no, no it's the, first, the, the first opinion is what he's only high for the trapping, but not high for the squeezing. Who says no? He has to make two sacrifices. Why? Why? In other words, why is that? Because he said the squeezing out of the blood is also, is also uh, it's in the category of Threshing. It's the same thing. Why? Because you're because you're separating uh, something from its from its uh, shell. Just like you separate the wheat from its shell. So you here you're separating the blood from the fish. You know, you're, you're you're freeing it. You know or the, you know, detaching it. Maybe is a better word. Amrulo. So they said to him. Uh, they said to him. So get out of here. Squeezing the blood out of something is not included in in the threshing. You know, he's only chayev for hunting. Amar Rabbah, my time with Rabban Rabbah said, "What's the reason of the rabbis? Kasavi, because they hold ain disha elagili karka. The the rule of threshing, the the melacha threshing, only applies to things that grow from the ground. Fishes don't grow from the ground. I with chayiv nami mishum tilas neshama. One second, okay. You can debate. Let's say we'll debate the dash, but also, but in addition to in addition to trapping, why shouldn't the person when he squeezes the blood out of the chilazon? Why should be chayiv lichayiv nami mishum tilas neshama? He should be chayiv for taking a life for killing." Okay, I'm Rabbi Yochanan Shapotzomes. Shapotzomes. Rabbi Yochanan Okay, so the, so the, so we're talking about it was talking about uh, it was talking about uh, when he squeezed it when the chilazim was already dead. Rav Amar, no, he says I feel the table. I can even say it was talking about when uh, when he squeezed out the chilazim when it was alive. What do you mean? Why? Because he is completely. Uh, uh, totally unintentional. He's completely involved in something else as far as the killing. He's not interested in killing the fish. He just wants the blood. See, so he's not trying to kill the fish, and therefore he's com- therefore therefore he's potter. I come on one second. Both Abai and Rabbah sat together. Rabbi Shimon, who's the famous opinion, which we're going to discuss and have a little bit. Rabbi Shimon holds that a thing of a double is common. If you do something that you don't intend on Shabbos, that the person is potter. Even he admits when you do something that where the, where the result is inevitable, it's as if you intended it. So, for example, let's say you're going to cut the head off and the thing is not going to die, okay, that's impossible. Secret when it comes to you're going to cut, cut off the head and it's not going to die, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that that's called intentional. So, over here, what do you mean? You're going to squeeze the blood out. Oh, I didn't mean to kill it. If you're going to squeeze the blood out, you're going to know you're going to kill it. 
Moshe says, nope, it's not true. We could even, even, even despite the fact that Rabbi Shimon agrees that you can't say, look, I'm cutting the head off and I, and, and I don't expect it to die. But still here, it's different. Why? Shani here, it's different. Why? The comma, this pain shama, here, apparently, the, 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 the use of the blood, it's the, the longer the fish is alive, the better it is with the blood. The blood works better. He specifically does not want the chalazan to die. He wants the blood to come out while it's alive, okay? In order that he, he, he wants, because he, he, he wants the, uh, the, the color, um, to, the color is going to be better. It's going to be, it's going to be more uh, pure. So the thing is like this. It's going to make the blood, because the blood is going to be clearer, whatever it is. So now, the point is like this. When Rav Shimon said, when Rav Shimon admitted that even though he held the Tav Shimon is copying his pot, even when a person doesn't intend it, and he admitted that when it's inevitable that your action is considered as if you intended it, that's when you, you positively benefit, you like the result that you didn't intend, or even if you don't care. But if it's low nichale, you dafka, don't like it, that, that even though Rav Shimon admitted here, he doesn't admit it, secretion, the low nichale is still considered something that the person is part of, it's not considered that the person intended it. Okay, Ashokato. We said furthermore, and therefore, and therefore we and therefore Robert can say that since he specifically wants the Khilazan to stay alive the whole time he's taking the blood out, we can't hold him hold him liable. We can't hold him liable for killing the Khilazan when he takes the blood out. Ashokato, we said uh, shechting the deer. So the Gemara has a little problem. I mean, shechting. Shechting is a ritual slaughter. It's not just killing. Shechting is where you cut the uh, food pipe, the pipe, and the windpipe. So they might shochet b'shemay chayev. Where is shochet chayev? Where do you see it? Where, 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 what's going on? Where's yav shchita in the mishkan? And those, even though let's say we're going to use the skin of the rams, we don't have to. We don't have to shech them. We could strangle them. Rav Omar, Rav said, Mishum So Rav said, you're right. When you, when you, when you shecht the animal, you're high because of dying, as we'll see in a moment. Ushmul Omar, because the, the neck gets, gets red. Ushmul Omar, for the blood. Ushmul Omar, Mishum Ushmul says, the problem is killing. Okay, that's, that's the only problem. Uh, you had to kill the rams in order to get, the, in order to get their uh, skins. And you had to kill the tachash also to get its skin. And we had to kill the chilazan in order to get its, order to get its blood. So the Gemara says, "Mishum Tzavia in Mishum Tiyos Hashem Alo." What do you mean when Rav says that it's because of dying? Oh, you only chayv for dying and for killing and for killing it. You're not chayv. He says, "No." Ema he says, "You're right." He says, "He says Af Mishum Tzavia." He means to say what? That in addition to the to achatas for killing, he has to bring achatas also for dying. I why Amar Rav Milsa the Amri Ema Ben Milsa Rav says, "Look, what I said. Let me say something about it. Let me explain myself. Why the late Dori Basroi? So the further later generation shouldn't come with Chachalai and laugh at me. Who thinks?" That when you shecht an animal, you're trying to dye its neck. So why is why why is this guy interested in dying the animal? The answer is Nicha the Litvas Bashita Dama. He wants to, he wants to, he wants the place, the, the place where he shechted the animal, he wants it to be sopping with blood. Okay, why is that? Uh, he wants to be. He wants to be full of blood. Why? So the people will see it. They'll come and they'll buy it from. When people see something is bloody, they know it's, it's freshly. It's freshly, freshly slaughtered, etc. It's a way of showing off the meat. The butcher's always interested. In, there'll be blood on it, so people will buy it. So it, it, he has a positive reason for wanting the for wanting it to become red.
We talked about the skin of the deer. We said if a person salts it or a person tans it, when it says, I said both of them are part of the process of tanning. Salting it, tanning it, that's all processing the processing the skin of the animal. Why do you, why is the Mishnah list two different uh, chief categories? Rabbi Yochan Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochan Reish Lakish, both said the same answer. You're right. One of them has to be taken out. We don't keep in the Mishnah, in our learning, both moleach, both salting and abed, and and tanning, but you take you remove one of them and you replace it with sirtut, with etching. What is that? When they wanted to cut the leather, so they would they would scratch a line into it and then and then cut with the knife along that line. So sirtut is one of the malachas. You take one of those two out, and in order to keep the thirty nine, you put in sirtut the the scratching the line into the into the leather, so you can cut it. Uh, you, have, you make a mark to cut for the knife to cut along. He says, "What that a person who salts meat is higher for 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 like tanning for pro- like just like you process the, the leather, you process the meat, right? You cure it, like cure like curing, you know." Rava Amar ain't even bochalim. Rava says nothing. There's no tanning. There's no tanning by by foods. It doesn't only works by leather. Who said that there is called you're going to use this word tanning or curing by meat? He only said well, if you're salting meat for the road, which means what that you plant that it has to be salted so much it's going to last a long time. You put a lot, a lot of salt. But for the, for home salting food for home use, just to eat it, nobody turns their food into wood. Nobody's going to salt it to such a degree that you have to worry that it is or looks like. Uh, tanning or curing. When you salt for the road, okay, that is the opinion of Rabbi Baro of Huna, because you're salting it so much, you're like you're turning it into a piece of wood. It has to be so dry. They used to have a thing called hardtack. They used to serve their soldiers. Okay. What about, we, we talked about smoothing smoothing the uh, the skin of the animal, but, you know, scraping the hairs off, cutting it to size. If you have a place, it's like it's like a, a an outdoor an outdoor covering that's that's a support it's open open sides that are covered it's covered by a roof and held up by pillars so a shaf if a person rubs he, 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 the 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 ground bein amudim between the pillars in order to in order to even it out make it pleasant okay b'shabes on shabbos chay mishumamachik so he is chayev because of the malacha of smoothing just like you, you you scrape the hairs off to smooth the leather smoothing out the ground to make it pleasant is also is also smoothing. He says he says that there were three things Yeshua that 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 Rav Ashi uh, told me in the name of Rabbi Shimon Levi. One, Hamagari Russia clothes so if a person takes the top of let's say of these uh, like a pole and he planes them down. So that they should be even and sharp. B'Shabbos, a person who does that kind of planing on Shabbos, Chay Mishumachatech. He is obligated because of uh, because of uh, cutting to uh, size. Number two, Amoreach Retia. If a person smears, if he smears the uh, medicinal dressing on top of a wound, B'Shabbos on Shabbos Chay Mishumachatech. So he is obligated because of the of the of the prohibition of smoothing. He has to bring a sacrifice. But Masates, as a Evan Bishabas, a person dresses the stone. After they cut the stone, then they, they continue making it smooth and nice. That's the, that's the last part of his process. That person who dresses the stone is, is, is obligated for the final hammer blow, because that, that's the end of the process of, of, of working on the stone. You know that you quarried from the quarry. Amrav Shimon Kisma, Amrav Shimon Lakish, Hatzar Tsura, 
biblically, if, if you have a utensil that was made intending to put a, a design on it, if you put the design on it, so a person blows the, gla- the glass utensil that you make by blowing, both those cases, the person is obligated for because of the prohibition of making the final hammer blow or finishing the process. If a person takes the stuff that's sticking out from a garment, you made a garment, and what happens is either there's, there's ends from knotted thread or pieces of debris that got into it, wood or straw, different things that got into it, into the into the weave, and you put the final, you pull them out in the end to finish. The person who does that final pulling out uh, is high because of again because of the final hammer blow. You're finishing the process. And that's on condition that the person cares that they really don't want those things. It's okay, but if they don't care about it, then taking them out is not going to be considered the end of the work because we didn't we didn't need the, we didn't need the process. We said a person has to writing two letters is the prohibition of the Torah. The reason for two letters, by the way, because they would put letters on they they wanted to put the planks always back in the same place. The the upright, um, the upright boards uh, that 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 uh, that they made that they used in the Mishkan. So they wanted each one to stand one next to the one next to the other. So they uh, always in back in the same place. So they put a letter on one and a letter on another. So they always knew which one went which next to which one. So they wrote two letters, one on this and one on that one. Tanurabon, and we learn Let's say a person wrote one big letter. So it's big enough to write two letters. What's the law? The answer is Pater. No, he's not obligated. He has to write two letters. But interestingly, Machak Oskudola. But let's say when it comes to erasing, so you must erase enough to write two letters. Machak Oskudola. If a person erased a big letter, so now you erased enough space to write two letters, then he's obligated. So interestingly enough, this is an ironic way in which, in which erasing is more severe than writing. Because, in other words, by writing, if you don't actually write the two letters, you're not chayev. When it comes to erasing, uh, you're chayev, even though, even though you didn't actually erase two letters, but you just erased enough for one letter, for enough, you erased enough space, you erased one letter, enough for two letters, that's already chayev. So that's the ironic difference. Habone, because, yeah. Habone, so say, I was talking to myself. Habone, a person who builds, a person who raises, R-A-Z-E, you tear down. Hamachabe, extinguishing a fire. Vamavir, igniting a fire. Vamakabapatish, and making the final hammer blow. Rabbi, Rabbi Zeira, Dami Tabaya, they both said, Kobi did the Ispe Gemar Malacha, anything that has the completion of a, of a job, and you did it on Shabbos, Chab Mishamakabapatish, that person is obligated because of the final hammer blow. Elu Abbas Malachos. So now, what's interesting is after we already opened with the word Abbas Malachos, our mission ended by saying these are the, the Abbas Malachos. So Elu, what do you mean these? Why do we have to? What did you have to say that again? Okay, the answer is Lapuki Midorulaz. These, as opposed, comes to exclude the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Why? Because we said these are thirty-nine. That's the, we like we learned. That's the maximum you can be chayav at one time. The maximum amount of sacrifices. This comes these. We said these, as opposed to the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, holds that what the, that he says. If you did a subcategory, uh, okay, in the place where you did the major category, they have to bring two chatos. He says he's mechayev He in, in a place of the major category, he obligates for the for the subcategory. So he did the subcategory and the major category. He always have to bring two sacrifices. So he's saying Ela, these, these, and only these. What we said, and not as opposed to Rabbi Elazar holds that you would bring a sacrifice also for the subcategory together with the with the major category when you did them in one lapse. 
Chaser Echos, we said 39 minus 1. What do we need that for? We already knew it. This is, what, what is the, what is the, why do I have to repeat again and, and say that uh, 40, 40, minus, 40 minus 1? This is to, comes to exclude the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya, and because we learned Rabbi Yehuda, Mosif, Esa Shovet. Rabbi Huda adds two more malachas. One shovet. That's where you take a stick and you make the 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 warp uh, of the loom, the up down part. Then you take the stick and you make them all straightened out. Each string straightening the up and down way. Vamedaktek, uh, and also also you take the stick and when the, when the, the cross threads, if they're too taut, you you make sure that they're not too taut, that they sit nicely. Shovet, okay, so, and what do the rabbis say? So, Amrulo, so the rabbi said to him, Shovet, Haru Bechalal, Mesech. No, using the stick to straighten out the up down stairs, that's included in the original malacha of setting up the warp that we already learned. And Medaktek, also, this thing of, of banging the across threads to, to make them not as taut, Haru Bechalal, that's already included in weaving. So, you, what you are calling two new categories, they're already included in two of the categories that we had. New Mishnah says, We also learned another general rule. Anything that is fit to be stored away, in other words, it's, it has, it's, it's fit for human usage, and that, and it's in an amount that people actually store away. And then the person carried it out, let's say from the private domain to the, from the private domain to the uh, public domain. That's the point. You know, it's, and, and that's including everybody, as we'll see. Okay, once people do it, a person took it out, a person is obligated to bring a, a, a chatas, a sin offering. But anything that's not, not fit for human use, it's not fit for putting away. And, and it's, or it's not the amount that people would put away. Maybe it's even something, but it's not an amount that people would store away. That, then the person took that out on Shabbos, he carried it. Then only the person who actually put it away and then carried it out would be Chayev. In other words, so Ruvain considered this small amount, whatever it is, enough to put away, or, or this material worth putting away and did. If he carries it out on Shabbos, he has to bring a Chatas. But Shimon, who didn't store it up, he's Shimon from the normal, from the normal number of people, he would not be Chayev if he carried it. Gemara says, we said anything that's fit to carry. What is coming, what, okay, etc. And it's the amount that people put away, anything that's fit to put away, pardon me, pardon me, and it's the amount that people put away. If you if you carried out your chayv what is this coming to exclude? This comes to exclude menstrual blood. Okay, this is something that people don't put away. My, uh, uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's, nobody. Nobody uses this stuff. It's not. It's not. It's uh, nobody. It's not. Nobody finds it worth storing away. Marukva says no. What it's coming to exclude is what is is the wood from a tree of avodazar, which is forbidden. A person's for, you have to get rid of it. And it's for a person not allowed to get any benefit from a tree of avodazar. Manda Omar Damnido. So the opinion that said what that it's coming to exclude menstrual blood culture cannot say asher is certainly the wood of, of an asher. Which is forbidden and it's absolutely hardly, absolutely abominated, and you have not to get pleasure. But the one who said that it's the wood of the tree of the Avodazara, okay, that, that, uh, no, that's a that's a thing where a person carried it at their potter. But but menstrual blood, people really do uh, put it away. Why? Because they're going to give it to a cat to eat. So the Gemara says, I. So the opinion of Papa who says what. 
that it's also excluding Damnida. So how come, how, come, how come he holds that how come he holds that has no use? I can feed it to a cat. And he says apparently cave the since apparently a person a person who feeds blood to a cat becomes weak for whatever reason, lo therefore people don't store it away. So there's an argument really about it, about the about the about the it's a little hard to understand because when they're arguing about the, about the reality, but one says that people don't find it something they put away or maybe maybe they're negligible, whatever it is. So that's the question. In any case, the point that, okay, we got it. Amra Yossi Bachanina, Yossi says, Hi, the low Kirby Shimon. When we said that everything that people use and it no, it's, it's fit to be stored away, and it's an amount a person who carries it is high. This is again high the low kavishimim. This is against Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Why? Because it's saying that once people put away this small amount, even let's say a very wealthy person who who wouldn't consider this amount useful. Uh, is also high, but Rabbi Shimon says no. Rabbi Shimon, because if you want to say Rabbi Shimon, Omar didn't Rabbi Shimon say the Amru Kolashir He says all these amounts are only meaningful for the people who actually put those amounts away. But let's say a rich person, even though people do, they, 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 at the minimum, there's a minimum amount that people find useful. A rich person though would not bother with such a small amount. So he says a rich person would not be high. But our Mishnah is saying no. Once people put away even this small amount, even rich people who wouldn't bother with such an amount, they would be for putting it away. And Rabbi Shimon says no. They be high for carrying it. Rabbi Shimon says no. Another similar point. We said anything that's not fit to put away. So we said only the person who puts it away is chayev. If he put it away, he stored it this amount and he carries it, he's chayev. Amar Lazar, he says, so this opinion that only the one who stored it away would be chayev for carrying it. This is not like the opinion of Shimon Lazar. Why? Because we learned, a general rule of Shimon Lazar said, anything that's not fit to put away, and you don't put it away, and it and it was fitting in for this person, and he put it away. And then somebody else, Ruben, put it away, and Shimon came out and he carried it. This one, Shimon, is obligated because of the thought of this one of Ruben. Ruben considered it valuable and stored it and stored it away. Then when Shimon carries it out, he's high. Armisha says no. If you take an amount that's not normal to put away, or stuff that's stuff, and an amount that's not normal to put away, then only the guy who put it away and then carried it out is high, but another person not. And what? And we're saying no. Rabbi Shimon Lazar holds no. Ruvain's thoughts that he gave it value are enough to make it that when Shimon carries it out, he'll be chayavachatas on Shabbos. That is the daf. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful morning.